0: Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. Use it, Father, to uh, help us understand you. And as my sister said, we don't invite you into this time. We need you in this time. So would you move and work and have your being. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Family, leaders. Good to be with you. And part of what I gotta do is uh, sometimes, as a pastor, you share things you don't want your kids knowing about you because you worry that they might imitate it, right? Well, good things is two of my little two of my kids are here and they probably a little little distracted, so they may not hear it. But um, and am I am I good on uh, audio? Oh, okay, cool. Um, and so so. I I've cheated on a couple of tests in my life, and I don't want my kids doing that, but I, I've cheated on a couple of exams. I, uh, when I was in the, in, in the third grade, I remember this test was coming up, and uh, this, this girl sat next to me, and she was smart. She would always get A's. She would always bust out stuff, and I just happened to, like, slide over to the side, write them down. I got away with that one. So then seventh grade came, and seventh grade, like, the stakes was a little bit higher. Like, Mom actually, like, checked the report cards. She wasn't playing. Like, Mom was serious about the grades. And in seventh grade, I was like, oh, man, I didn't study. I didn't get ready. So I wore a hoodie that day, and I put all the answers right here on my, on my sleeve, and I took my test like this. I got caught that day, (laughs) y'all, straight busted. Teacher just grabbed my arm like, (laughs) you know, but, 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 but tests gauge where you are. They gauge what you know. They gauge your understanding. They gauge how well you have been able to grasp the concept. And tests give you a sense of where you are. And I was blessed in college to realize that uh, there's this thing called cliff notes that, that can give you a sense of the material. It's not a cheating on the test, but it gives you a little bit of an understanding of the topic in case there was some stuff that you missed, it's some notes to bless you. And today I want you to hear from the word of the Lord with some notes that will bless you, that will encourage you, that will help you on this life because God is a judge A righteous judge, and he will have a test for all of us. If you will turn with me to Matthew chapter 25, it's a verse and chapter that's very familiar. Matthew chapter 25, we're going to start with verse 31. Matthew's that first book in the Bible. Go over to the 25th chapter in verse 31. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. My uh, beautiful daughter Lele and my wife, they both are artists. And, and this is one of those moments where I wish that my hands could communicate what's in my mind. Because I get a beautiful image of what this looks like. A beautiful image of God in all of his glory shining and having the angels affirming his righteous kingship. And he's sitting on the throne. It's a a picture that each of us probably wrap our minds around that looks a little bit different. But it shows the power, the majesty, the kingship of our God. But he's not only king of glory, he's a king that will judge. Continue with me in verse 32. Before him will be be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Back in the day, the, the, the goats and sheep would kick it together during the day. Goats and sheep would kind of do life together, eating and grubbing. And then came nighttime. Nighttime, sheep could handle the cold. So they would be separated to one side, but goats couldn't. And so goats had to be herded together so that they could warm each other, be in a community together. And so each night, sheep and goats would be separated. And this would be a marker for the biblical people of that era to remember, oh, man, in the evening, in the night there comes a time when a separation happens. And so this God, the God of all, the God that has created everything, says there's going to be a separation that happens. But it's not just among sheep. It's going to start with nations. All nations being gathered. Continue with me in verse 33. And he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. And the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. This king, he separates the two. He separates The sheep on the right and the goats on the left. The right side is always this royal place. It's a blessing that God has prepared a place for those who he loves. But it's interesting that we see an expression of love here. It's not just one that is mental. We don't just get the the picture that, that in order to do life with God, you just simply had to say a cool phrase here. We don't get the picture that that in order to find yourself in the right fellowship with God, that you just had to give a quick confession. No, there's some qualifiers here. There's some things that took place that are clear. He says, I was hungry and you gave me food. Thirsty, you gave me drink. Stranger, you welcomed me. This is love in action. This is love on display. This is not simply your mental thoughts of who God is. This is you living out and walking out who God is to you. Takes us back to that greatest commandment, right? To love God. But then also to love your neighbor. We see it on full display here. We see it clearly. But one of the things I love is 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 that it 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 doesn't come conditionally. Brother in uh named Stephen Brown writing in Christianity Today says, it was F. B. Meyer, I believe, who once said that when you see a brother or sister in sin, there are two things we do not know. First, we do not know how hard he or she tried not to sin. And second, we do not know the power or the forces that assailed him or her. We also do not know what we would have done in their same circumstances. Doesn't say only go visit people in jail who were innocent when put in jail. Doesn't only say give food to people who should have saved their money appropriately and instead of buying this, they bought that. Doesn't say just care for the person who came up on a traumatic situation. Because when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. It's a clear, clear indication, clear picture of what it looks like to love and to care for others. William Booth was the, uh, the founder of Salvation Army, and he had different like physical ailments and there was a, great, a big conference that was going to take place where he had all leaders in place, all pastors in place. And he was going to be the keynote speaker and he gets sick. And he sends one word message when he couldn't attend the conference. And the message was others. Others. Consider others. Serve others. Love others. Care for others. Others. Visit, feed, clothe others. Continue with me in verse 37. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? I, I love this because what it what it does is it dispels the myth because some people try to jump into Christianity and say, oh, yeah, well will see. Christianity is just a works based religion. All y'all try to do is earn your salvation. Well, see, these people didn't even know the good when they did the good thing that they were credited doing. So it's, it's clear that, that these folks that are honoring God were not doing so to get God's favor. They already had God's favor and were operating out of God's favor. They already had this loving relationship with God. And because God loved them, they responded to their fellow man in this way. It wasn't a matter of earning good graces with God. Because they had served man and didn't even know that they were serving God. So be careful, though. Because we never know. We just never know who might be the king in disguise. Look in verse 40. And the king will answer them Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers you did it to me. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Serving the least of these is serving God himself. It's interesting that just days later, this righteous judge who's giving an understanding of judgment, just days later, he's going to be judged, judged wrongly, but judged nonetheless. And he's giving a a clear understanding of a judgment that is to come. And how you may succeed, how you may flow, how you may thrive in the midst of that judgment by serving others as you would serve the king. I'm, I'm... blown away by the the clarity of this type of verse because it gives us some easy practical steps. It gives us some easy ways to measure and gauge our own personal involvement. It gives us some, some easy litmus tests to say, how am I doing at living out my faith? You know, operating in this manner is not easy. Man, I don't know about you, but I have people that I love. I've met people. And sometimes when you enter into the, the mess of these situations, and if you do it really in a in a way that's redemptive, it can get it can get nasty. You can be the type of person that drives by and just throws a sandwich out your window to somebody on the corner. So do you want food thrown at you? But when you stop to talk to this person, and you provide the food, and you begin to learn about the devastation that has brought them to this point, it gets rough. It can get a bit messy. And so in the mess, this church has decided to, to make an extension of itself. In the mess of celebrating Christ, but also Entering into people's mess, this church made an extension of itself, and it was called, and it is called, Mac Development. Mac Development is the the kind of hands and feet. It is the the tangible expression to responses like this. It is a a hope that we will be able to, to strategically say before the Lord, yes, we fed, Yes, we clothed, yes, we equipped, yes, we cared for. I have a, I don't know, show them, we'll see if it'll come up on and no, I won't come up on there. But we have a, a founding document of Mac development that I would love you all to be able to, to see. But I'm gonna read it for you just so that you can, you can hear it. Uh, and if you're present it might be on the uh on the YouTube joint but it the goal of it is for you to see that our our hope and our vision was for people to be able to 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 have entry points training opportunities service opportunities to respond to the Lord faithfully it says Our hope in starting a community development corporation is to establish ourselves firmly in the process of physical transformation in our community and our city. It is an extension of our church's desire to see all things made new. For us, this physical transformation involves two aspects, community relief and community development. Community relief means that we will love the marginalized and our city by providing reprieve in situations of desperate need, such as the loss of a job or a home. Community development means that we will encourage people at all levels toward progress for the benefit of themselves, their family, and community. The long-term vision of starting a CDC is to establish Jesus Christ as the source for true spiritual, physical, and economic growth in Detroit. And I think my sister got it up here. Our mission is to utilize affordable housing, small business development, and educational initiatives as a means of providing community members the opportunity to be rooted in Jesus Christ. These three areas of housing, small business, and education comprise our core development strategies. Family. This is the, the foundation of MAC development, and this is the expression of, of, of of our response to God saying, when you fed me, when I was hungry, did you feed me? You know, we've been able to answer that tangibly this past year. As Edith and a crew of people, Charles out delivering meals all all through COVID. As we have a a coffee shop that at times was, was trying to make it To be profitable in the midst of a crazy pandemic was still passing out coffee and cups of soup and sandwiches. And family, it's not been conditional. It's not been, well, give us the right reason and we'll give you a box of food. No, it's been love on the front lines. We've had sports take place And studies show that sports give youth the opportunity to diminish depression, diminish anxiety. It contributes to health overall, in addition to helping with, you know, teamwork and stress levels. And oh, yeah, kids need to learn how to lose. Yeah, we let kids lose. Everybody ain't getting no medal all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like... like. We know sports is very valuable, but especially coming out of this past year and a half, sports helped some kids that would have nutted up at home come home relaxed. Mac development. If you don't think that, that what he's listing are, are injustices, right? He's, he's listing real situational problems that a person could respond to. That's the differing factor between these two groups. It's not that these issues were too big, too large to do something about. No, each group could have responded and one chose not to. And so here we have another one, right? Education. Education, one of those, one of those issues and... And I found a study from 2018 and maybe things have changed drastically. I pray so. But in 2018, uh, the study that, that the news channel, you know, WXYZ reported on said that for the second year in a row, the national assessment of educational progress has ranked Detroit schools district as the last in the country in two subjects. More than 20 school districts were included in the report with Detroit ranking dead last. One area here students are struggling the most in is math. The second one, reading. In the fourth grade math, only 4% of students scored average in reading, only 5% of fourth graders scored average. Eighth grade math was no different, only 5% scoring average, only 7% scoring average in reading. At that time, uh, Superintendent Vitti said our NAEP scores are not reflection of our students' talent or potential. Instead, they are indicative of a school system that has not implemented best practices regarding curriculum, instruction, academic intervention, and school improvement for over a decade. Our students, our parents, our teachers and principals are ready to embrace the change for improvement. They know we can do better. We know we can do better. But in the midst of that, we created Mac lit to be an additional tool to not look and see a problem and choose to ignore it, but to see a problem and say, we will respond. This is your Mac development that has been led by Jonathan Demers, then led by Ezekiel, then led by Phaedra, and now led by Antoine, these leaders that have helped us advance and move forward this ministry for kingdom good, kingdom purposes. And my prayer is that you would see this gospel question with a gospel answer and is formed in the church loving relationship with Mac Development. And I simply ask, are you taking advantage of this on-road? Are you taking advantage of this this, this on-ramp to being able to care for the community and serving your neighbor and being able to engage with others that may be hurting? MAC development is one amazing tool of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not giving us an opportunity to ignore what comes at our doorstep. It's a personal call. It's a personal challenge. But as a church, we also have a corporate response. And so, Mac Development is, is, is one of those responses. And I'm grateful for the hard work that, that Marilyn and that, that Elise are putting in and helping educate our young people. I'm thankful for the work that, that uh, Edith and, and Robin and uh, Grace, and now y'all know I'm gonna mess around and forget somebody, uh, Charles and um, um, Roger, and who else I forget? Come on, help me out now. We got a whole team of folks, y'all. Who? Mella, Mella. yep, Antoine. You know, our team is amazing. But the only reason our team is present is because we believe that it is a biblical response, because we believe this is an act of worship. We We could be doing plenty of other things if it was just to try to change Detroit. No, we are trying to, in a gospel-centered way, see God honored and people cared for. And we're using the tools of education, the tools of of sports, the tools of a coffee shop laundromat to do so. And so you're gonna have a few new opportunities coming up. You got some opportunities to, to just go old school You have some opportunities to to realize this is a ministry, and in ministry, you pray. In ministry, you realize that there is a spiritual war that is taking place. In ministry, you realize that there are things coming up against us that are bigger than any of us. And so in ministry, we pray. And so you're going to have an opportunity to be praying for the different ministries that flow under MAC development. Because our people are serving and on the front lines. You're also going to have an opportunity to serve because we're always going to need amazing teachers. We're always going to need amazing tutors. We're always going to need amazing coaches. We're always going to need amazing servants in different ways that'll, that'll host missions teams or, or uh, educate them so they can go back on fire their own neighborhoods or just provide a meal there's always going to be opportunities for you to serve and and we are as mac church are without excuse because we've got the pool of people that i believe reflect god and there's a lot of debate there's debate some people say that this that the pool of people are just the apostles some people say people that reflect God. I'm not going to debate that here. What I what I do know is that we've got the opportunity to serve and it's right before us in Mac Development. So you can pray we can serve and we can give. There's going to be some uh, some folks who physically can't be present but financially can be present through their giving. We just talked about this in the book of Philippians where, where the partnership in the gospel allowed him in the midst of jail to get joy. Why? Because they believed in him enough to send funds so that Paul could continue the mission of Christ. Some of you will allow your presence to be felt through financial giving. We on, uh, on September 2nd are going to have a... Uh, a celebration. It's not a gala. It's going to be like a, a Mac development open house. And so we're asking you already now to start saving the date in your calendar as we're going to have a time of just celebrating God. Y'all remember when we had the, the galas back in the day, we would get suited and booted, you know? And then we also had the other, uh, the other time where we, we kicked it outside at the um, at the commons where we had the, the opening up, the grand opening type event. Well, this was going to be a little bit of a mashup of, of some structured time as well as some downtime to just celebrate what God has been doing and to honor the ways he's been working. Because family, in the midst of seeing educational levels grow and seeing homes have food, and trust me, on, on weeks when our truck went down and we weren't able to distribute that food, I was getting calls on my phone. Hey, pastor, just want to know what time is the box coming some people say well there's no real food issue in Detroit say whatever people were calling us folks were hungry but in the midst of that taking place we have stories stories of a family that I met on on Pingree Park that I just walked up to while our kids were playing soccer and they said thank you I got introduced to you through MacLit, where my child began growing. And I can't tell you how much of a blessing it is that my child could be in an environment where people love Jesus. It's different sending your child into spaces throughout the city, but then you know in this space, there's an extra measure of grace because the people here love Jesus. And so we'll have our kid in a bunch of the programs. It was cool this past, past, what, three weeks ago, I'm still kind of sore from it. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know. We had a three-on-three tournament, but I got a chance to share the gospel with about forty men. And afterwards, one of the brothers said, "Pastor, man, I just, I've been looking for a church home. I know that what I'm doing ain't really been, been good, but I, but I've been looking for a church home, and I want to take down your number. And 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 has it brought forth fruit yet? Nope." But we're trusting that those seeds that we keep planting, those investments that we keep planting into this neighborhood will reap a harvest. And if it's not in this neighborhood, it's all right. If if they go on to love Jesus in other neighborhoods, we will celebrate it. But we will continue to be faithful and respond in how God has given us the opportunity to. And so I ask that you, Become not simply aware of the opportunities that God is providing, but that you get involved with them, either through praying. And you know, we can just throw up a prayer, oh, God, bless Mac Development. Come on, y'all. This is is an extension of our church. Prayer. You've seen some of the tears that that people have shed working, caring for others. Pray. Pray serve. There's opportunities. There's folks who, who when hungry you could hand a basket to and give. There's going to be opportunities for you to give of your time or give of your finances that will be coming up soon. And All of this is a gospel-centered response. I want you to be able to be at Christ's right side. I want you to be able to be One of the sheep, and I want you to be able to say, I served you, Father, faithfully. I didn't know that was you, but I saw the need, and I responded faithfully. Let us pray. Lord, help us. Help us as the heart of why Mac Development was started, and I'm so grateful for those that... that, that Put the foundations down. I remember the very first logo we had came from something Nate, Nate put together for us. Pastor Eric praying. Us visiting folks in CCDA. God, I'm so grateful for for the group that you've assembled to advance your kingdom. But we don't advance it, Lord, by just trying to take over this neighborhood and build up everything that would have Max name on it. No, we, we want to, Lord, see the need and respond accordingly that you would find great joy in the way we respond. Every one of our ministries has grown out of assessing the needs of the neighborhood and we don't want to stop that posture. Lord, we know that there are some among us that don't know you, some that would ignore their sister or their brother, some that would see a need and turn the other way. And we pray, Lord, that you would change their hearts, that they would seek to serve you, serve the king, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Family, we are only able to to do any of this. We're only able to recognize true need. We're only able to respond with a heart that is faithful because of what Christ did for us. We are a small picture, an image, a, a, a copy of the servant that has served all mankind. We are a reflection and just trying to be like him. And he served us all by seeing a need. He saw our greatest need, which was that we were separated from God, dead in our transgressions, dead in our sin. And yet he stepped in and said, through love, I will care for you. Through love, Jesus Christ died for us. Through love, he restored us back to the Father. And that conquered our greatest need. And so if you are a person today that is hearing these different things and you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a nice person. I'm, I'm good on the God piece, but, but I clothe people. I, I help people and you're 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 missing the point. You're imitating God but you're not acknowledging him. And and the beauty of that that Matthew 22 verse where we have to acknowledge God as our Lord and love our man, mankind, our fellow neighbor as ourselves is the reality that we have to see God as our king, our lord, as our savior, but also one that we submit to. You can't just have him as savior only. He's got to be king over your daily actions. And so the goal is for you to accept Christ today. And if you desire to do that, simply pray this prayer with me. Lord, I believe that you've saved me. I also want to give my life to you. My heart is changed because of your death on the cross. But my ability to live for you comes from power from the Holy Spirit, and my willingness to submit. Give me strength to submit to your way over my own. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer today and it's your first time praying that, um, we are celebrating with you and we are grateful that you are here.